So a quick announcement about what the next... I can tell you right now what the next 10 episodes of Patreon will be. Yes. If you are going to sign up for our Patreon, every level gets a bonus episode. Yes, that is correct. And the bonus episodes are going to be... All hairspray. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, they're going to be our top five movies each. Yep. So... Two Drink Cinemas top, top 10, 10 movies. movies. So we've realised this many episodes in that we haven't reviewed any of our favourites yet. So we're going to review them for bonus episodes on the Patreon. Yeah. And the first one's going to be... Hairspray. So, listeners, jump onto our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema, if you want to get our bonus episodes and hear our reviews of our favourites. Yes. Two drinks in a mile. Jeez. Welcome to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. Two brothers reviewing movies, two drinks at a time. Hello, Brett. Hello, Lee. Uh, Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. Thank you for joining us. This is the first of our cult movie reviews. Yes. Uh, if you haven't listened to the review, the preview of the preview. what we're about to talk about, which is the Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, then you yes. can go back to the episode just before this one, um, preview it with our little chat there, then watch the movie, and then make sure you come back for our review. But I'm not sure too many people that listen to movie podcasts won't have seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And, and if you haven't seen it, you know about it. You've at least, you at least know one lot of choreography. Yeah, because it really is quite simple. It is just a jump, a jump to, the, to left. the left. And then a and step, then a step to, to the right. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to preface this episode with a warning. This is a for musical. Any, for anybody who's listened to a few of our episodes, um, we do like a sing song, and this is a musical, so prepare for plenty of singing. Yeah, we even put singing uh, in All About Eve. We did. So we if even, we can do yeah. that, we're definitely going to do it in our talk about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. The Time Warp is the song that everybody... Knows. Oh, we're all white people who have been to yeah. a wedding. Yes. So we've all been to a white person. We're not all wedding. white people. Yeah. Like we're both white. We're white people. And we've been to a wedding. It wasn't at my wedding. Um No. Because we didn't have a like a DJ. And that was a gay wedding, so yeah. really if there's any wedding. But there was, share. there was share. There was share. There was share, so there was share even when the band wasn't on. Yeah, I was doing my impression out the back. Yeah. Oh, I was doing wagon wheel watusi. <laughs> okay, so if you've got your bingo card ready, tick off bad impression and singing yeah. already in the first ten minutes. We've also just recorded our new promos and little intros and outros, so there are a couple impressions that could have made it yeah. into that. Yeah, but it didn't. Um, so everybody knows the time warp, even if you haven't seen the movie, um, and. But we're going to talk about more than the time warp. Yes, we are. I hope Uh, so. We're going to start from the start, the opening song, science fiction double feature, um, is a great song. 
It's a very good song. Full of references, because as we said in the preview episode, this is Richard O'Brien's homage and tribute to the the 50s B-grade horror that he grew up with. Yep. As well as the 50s rock and roll music that he grew up Mm. with. So um, science fiction double feature is full of references to those movies. Leo G. Carroll... um, Faye Ray gets a mention in that Kong, one Kong, yeah, as well. Dadius would still. Yeah. Um, so that sets the kind of the tone, but it almost is a bit prophetic because it talks yeah. about Brad the. Well, it talks about them, but it also talks about being the late night double feature picture show. And as oh, we yes. talked about in the preview, yep. Rocky Horror Picture Show only really found its spot as a midnight screening. Do you want to know a couple of facts about the opening bit? I do. You might might have them written down. The lips are Patricia Quinn's. They are. But the voice is Richard O'Brien's. Correct. But the lips on the poster, which you will have seen on our Instagram, is not either of them. No. It's It's a actual model. It's a model. Because did you you know Patricia Quinn basically... um, Agreed to do Rocky Horror, the stage show, because she yes. was in that too. Yep. Um, because she heard science fiction double feature. Yep. Is that the right? Yeah, I said that right. Science and she went, fiction. this is a really good song. I want to sing it. I'll be in it. Ooh. She did sing it for the she stage. sang it for the stage, but then they were like, no. How about you just be the lips and we'll um, Natalie Wood in West Side Story you and somebody yep. can sing over the top. She's great. She's great at miming it though. Which makes sense if she sang it a thousand yeah. times on the stage. The miming of this is better than the miming of any song in the whole movie. Yeah, that is one. <laughs> We've talked about the low production values and I mentioned even, especially in the opening scene, they obviously couldn't afford the good microphones. Oh, the, the, okay. So we've got past the credits. The opening scene. We love an opening credits. Oh, we do love it, especially and, if yeah. it goes a song. Yes. And it gives you, obviously gives you the whole cast and the little nicknames, like a maiden, a hero, But And they're actually scientist. credited as that. Like if you look at IMDb on Susan Sarandon's oh, it says, IMDb, it says um, Janet Weiss, a heroine. Yeah. 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 And it says Riff Raff, a handyman, as Richard O'Brien's top credit ever in his says, career. What is it? <laughs> this is our second Richard O'Brien movie. Um Spice World. Oh, <laughs> we've now talked about a movie he's been in as much as we've talked about uh, Tony Curtis. Yes, there and you go. even though Susan Sarandon's had a much bigger career than uh, <laughs> Richard O'Brien's, the first Susan Sarandon we've done, we haven't even done a James Dean or a Michael Keaton. Yeah, that's true. Well, we've seen him, so yeah, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, and my favourite is um, Meatloaf as Eddie. An ex-delivery boy. Yes. Because he did. He did. So once we get past the opening credits, the bad miming comes in. Yeah. And the bad, across the whole movie, the sound is not great. The whole like mixing and editing of the sound. The songs are quite a bit louder than the dialogue. Yeah. Which I think really probably is okay. Because the songs are considerably better than the movie. 
They're the majority of the movie. Yeah. So we're fine with that because the songs are the best bit about it. But it's not like they didn't have microphones because no. when you first go up the steps to the church, you can see the boom mic. Come, I saw oh. the boom mic come down in the shot. So it's yeah. not like they didn't have microphones, but so, I feel like it could have been the mic we have just on a long It stick. could have been like singing in the rain where they're trying to work out where to put microphones for the, like they're making their oh, first Oh, and their talkie, first talkie. And they're shoving it in a... They Bruh, shove it in they a, sew it like into they sew the... it on her left lapel. Yep. And so you can only hear like every word that she's saying because your <laughs> head moves away and then you can't hear it. Yep. I hope those sound effects worked when I did that. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> if not, I'll just do a little post-production. Because um, one of the weird things... Okay. The wedding. Yes. Um, oh, I always cry at weddings. <laughs> the creepiest photographer you've ever seen in your life. Well, then you see the people that work at the church. He talks like that. Oh, I'm going to get in the I don't understand that. I did not understand that yeah. at all. But you, we've been to a lot of weddings, and a lot of weddings is just a photographer yelling at a crowd, and then everyone just goes, oh, we're doing a group photo, are we? Yeah. I've never heard a photographer say, everybody, we're doing a group photo. I just kind of hear from the background, like, oh, it's group photo time. Group photo time. Oh, good to see you. Get in the group photo. Yeah, We'll talk later. Yeah, we've got um, all night. And if I was um, Betty Monroe and Ralph Hapshat, oh. I would not be happy that the creepy priest or whatever from the church ruined my wedding photo. Oh, because he was just standing he was in the just back, standing scowling in the background with his ugly offsiders. Yeah. So, in case you don't know, that's Frank and yeah. Riffraff and Columbia. And I never really understood. Why? So I think it's because, like we talked about in the preview... It's meta? It's pretty much just gone from stage to screen. Yeah. And on the stage, you don't have three extra actors to play yeah, these people. Yeah, but so I think it's a bit of a... It could be a bit of a tribute to that. So it's nothing like they planned for them to... I've always thought that maybe they went there and plan, always planned for Brad and Janet... To have the accident and end up at the Do you castle. think they were following them from the wedding? Well, it was almost like pre, pre... They already knew who they were. Do you think that after the wedding, when they changed the flowers to black flowers for the funeral... Which is great. They went and put a little spike in the tyre of the car yeah. before they left. Yeah. And then made it rain. Yeah. Or do you think that was just their cover during the day? Well, I don't know. Why do they need a cover during the day? I think they were just there because they were there. And all of the wedding guests are the guests of Frank Party. But he knew who Brad was. Because, oh no, he does introduce himself as Brad Majors. Yeah. Damn it. Hi. My I'm Brad Majors. Brad Majors. <laughs> um, yeah, um, it's just a, it's a weird wedding and it's like, then the second song. I always cry at weddings. Yeah. Um, that is... Damn it, Janet. What, that is one of those things in the midnight showing. Uh, you do you do something. You do something. I always do cry at weddings cry? and then you're meant to yell out something. You're meant to go, do you laugh at funerals? Oh, that's not funny. Oh, that's not funny. No. Everyone knows that Betty is... A, oh, no, I won't say that on air. <laughs> so... <laughs> um. I Everyone could. knows that Betty's a wonderful little cook. Oh, yeah, yes. and she's a great little f- too. Oh, <laughs> there are some. Um, you can say that in the like, because on the car, 
It's written. Oh, what she is got that? hers. Wait till tonight and he gets his. Yeah, weird. <laughs> Glad no one wrote that on Grandpa's 100-year-old car at the end of my <laughs> wedding. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so, yeah, all of the guests at the wedding are guests at Frank's party later in the night. Um, are they? Yeah, they're the chorus. Oh, not the same people, the same actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, it's now it's a bit confusing because why would you put the lead so prominently in the thing if he's not meant to be there as him? Because then the criminologist goes and then goes to his folder and there's like an arrow pointing at him. At must have been. There must be a connection then. Hmm. Oh, researcher. Oh, yeah. Katie Lee, if you're a... <laughs> Katie <laughs> Lee. Um, tell us the connection. Well, that's what I always thought. I felt like... I don't know if it specifically went out to get Brad and Janet or they were like, this young couple's getting married. Let's go stalk their wedding and sabotage people so they have to come and then I don't know what the point of them being there was. Though. There's no po- – yeah, that's the thing. There's and no take point of to being space. there. Or there's like, is Frank bored? And mm. so he just wants to root two randoms from maybe a town in Well, Texas. because you just chew people up and spin them out, end yeah. quote. So he's she's – He's done with Eddie. He's done with Eddie. He's done with Columbia. Yeah. He's going to be done with Rocky eventually. So he's got to get some fresh meat. And he's not doing anything with Riff Raff or Or Magenta. Magenta. Because they're Stufani for other brother and sister. Which you don't find out till very late, thankfully. Yeah. No wonder the critics didn't like it. That was (laughs) the one thing they found wrong with the movie. Transsexuals, aliens, Germans. There's a German in the film. Oh, don't get me started. And then brothers and sisters. Um, Yeah, but it's all... The outdoor dialogue's all added, mimed on later. Oh, yeah, yeah. And all of the singing throughout the whole thing um, is mimed. But Brad, as awkward as he is through the whole damn it Janet song and talking to Janet, he's obviously a man that is very well prepared. Like, he brought the ring because he knew he was going to propose at the wedding. Yep. But he also brought a piece of chalk so that he could draw a love heart <laughs> on the church door. It's like, where'd you get your chalk from, mate? Don't you it carry It would have made more sense if it was the same thing that they used to write on the car. That would have lot you have gotten away with. That would have been Whipped smart. cream or shaving foam. Oh, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. Mm. That would have just gone on when Is you it like off. people Like, I carry around a Sharpie at work all the time. Is it like that? Maybe he's got some In sort of... In the 70s, of, it was chalk instead of Sharpies. Maybe he's got some sort of OCD... That he has to have a chalk with him at all time. Is he a teacher? Maybe following in Doctor Von Scott, or sorry, Doctor Scott's Ooh. footsteps. Um, I have no idea. Lots of questions. Um, but you know the great way that I would be like to be proposed to with a romantic song and dance in a graveyard. Um, that would be really <laughs> romantic. Um, it's a churchyard, and churchyards have graves. But they don't need to walk into the graveyard. <laughs> it's true. You know, but then... It, Maybe also it's a, bit it's a foreshadowing very, of what's going to happen later. It is a very busy um, little church. I mean, I mean, in the afternoon, you've got a wedding and in the... Wedding straight into a funeral. 20 minutes later, you've got a funeral of a kid because that is a small coffin. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get too grotesque. Maybe it's the photographer. <laughs> <laughs> the penguin. He talks like the penguin. Well, getting one with a lovely couple. <laughs> um, do you think that 
Richard O'Brien named her Janet because it rhymes with damn it. I think it's that's, very easy yeah, to rhyme. Yeah, I think that's the only reason. Janet, planet, damn it. Well, if not, they couldn't, they couldn't think of any more lines. Planet, D- damn, damn it. it. Because I can't use damn planet. again. No. Shmanet, Janet. Um, that's the that, and then well, I don't think he named Brad Brad because it rhymes with so many words. Brad is a very no offense to. Our cousin Brad. It's a very simple name. It is. Says Lee and Brett. Um, then once the proposal happens and Janet says yes and they take their knees in front of a child's coffin, yep. the criminologist the comes criminologist. along. I love a narrator. No, but I have a question for you. Yes. When you um, got engaged, was your first instinct to go and tell your high school teacher or would you tell your family first? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got to go to see Dr. Scott. <laughs> well, for Shane, there was, was a connection. <laughs> because our dad was Shane's high school... He was also our high school teacher, but he was also Shane's high school teacher. So the second phone call we made was to Shane's high school music teacher. Does that mean I was third? Don't say fourth or I'm going to kick you off I the podcast. I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, we're after parents, important. and if you're after anyone after that, it was... Grandma. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> um, I, I love a narrator. I love a narrator and I love this narrator because he's like Criswell, but properly. Yeah, he's like a good Criswell yeah, from a, Plan 9 not from a Outer movie. Space <laughs> in another weird horror, B-grade horror movie. What because you don't... Um, yeah, that, that Criswell... Is inspired like that whole of that time, and mm. Charles Gray, the criminologist in this, is obviously a product of those kind of characters. Um, but he does it well, or it's done well by Richard O'Brien, in that we don't question whether it's real or not, like we did for Plan Nine. Oh, yeah, because Chris was yeah. like, "This could happen in the future, but it did happen now." Yeah. <laughs> Well, future events like these, which have already happened. Could happen to you in the future yeah. because that is where we will spend the rest of our lives. Yeah. He's got the big book, The Denton Affair. The movie was originally going to be called It Came They Came from Denton. Yeah, which is a shit name. No, Rocky Horror Picture it. Show is better. Um oh no, it happened in Denton was another possible title for it as well. Um Yeah, and if I ever write something Actually, I have. I've written two things in my life, and they both have narrators. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's how much I love narrators. Well, one of the things you wrote was probably heavily inspired by a bit of this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so then we get back into the real once the criminologist introduces us uh, and t- asks our permission to take us on a strange journey. I would like, if I may, if you don't turn your... Turn your TV off yeah. there. Walk out of the cinema. Leave the cinema, as yeah. I think some people might have done. <laughs> if anybody actually, <laughs> from the sounds of it, from things I've learned, nobody even went to see it. There was a thing where, um, when it got released, Meatloaf and the director, Jim Sharman, yeah, went to a session of the movie in the Midwest or something. So probably not where this audience is yes. for. And they were the only two people there. Oh. So they're just paying their own bills. And then they're driving in the storm and Richard Nixon's resignation speech is on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> which is not from 1975. It's from 1974, though. I'm pretty uh, sure. Was it? 
Yeah, because I saw something on um, the social media that it happened on the 8th of August. Oh. Which is exactly, we knew that, which is exactly why we are doing it so close to the <laughs> yes. date. Um, yeah, we picked Rocky Horror because of the Richard Nixon connection. 9th of, or oh, 9th. 9th, 9th of, of August. August, 1974. Um, then the tyre blows and Brad says, didn't we pass a castle? I'm like, of course. Of course you passed a castle. In well, like, you're in fucking Ohio. No, Denton's in Texas. I think. No. I think so. Denton, Texas. Wait, am I thinking of Dayton, Ohio? <laughs> we did just watch an episode of The Simpsons. Iowa. Denton, Texas. Or it's a town in England also. Yeah. Denton, Texas. Uh, it's, do you want to know its area code? No. Yeah, sure. Um, it's an estimated population of 141,541 in 2019. Okay, it's the twenty fourth. Oh, that is fantastic. The twenty fourth most populous town in Texas. Oh, so there's castles in Texas, and they passed one of them. Yeah, uh, and then they walk back through the pouring rain over to the Frankenstein place. Um, so many things. When the car breaks down, yep. it's a flat. Um, Brad so goes the grope. Oh yeah, he did the, the Frank the, Costanza. The fr- <laughs> Ooh, I stopped short. Ooh. <laughs> just sticks the arm out to stop and so goes the grope, which is by far at least one more base further than he's gotten with Janet up at this point. Oh, yeah. And then about 20 minutes later, he's not Janet's not worried about getting groped in the car. Oh, no, neither, neither's Brad. Um, then they walk back in the rain through oh, a storm, past motorbikes, which were very threatening in the 70s, over to a place that they themselves have called the Frankenstein Place. Yes. But we'll go and knock on the door anyway because they yeah. might have a phone. But this is when, if you're watching, you would get out your newspaper. Oh, yeah. And put it on your head. Yes. Like she's walking around with it. Yep. And you would also get, um, you would get... Uh, squirt gun, like a water pistol. Oh, you shoot the you rain. Shoot, yeah, you shoot the rain yeah. while you're holding. I don't know how that works. Maybe you're in a couple and one squirts the rain and one holds the thing. We should go to a midnight screening. I really want to go to one. Listeners, if you would like to come to a midnight screening uh, of Rocky Horror Picture Show with us, the Astor Theatre does one, I think. If the- I was just going to say, what are you doing like Saturday night? If the- like, oh, no, lockdown. If, if cinemas ever open again yeah. in Melbourne... The Astor Theatre will do one. Join our Facebook group because that's where we'll put out things like this. Yes. But also it will be available to our Patreon patrons mm-hmm. as, a first, so sh- uh, as a first option to our patrons and then to our Facebook group people. Uh, we'll go and if we don't can't find one, we'll host one. Yep. Not here. Your house is little. Well... We'll do an outdoor. All our, all our we'll do a moonlight skipping. midnight cinema. Yeah, I'll project it. You can, you can. There's a car park there, so you can go on my unfortunately balcony, not a lanai, and then um just throw like back <laughs> on the thing. That'll work. My neighbours won't mind. They'll join in. They'll have the water pistols. Um, I quite enjoy the song Frankenstein play. Actually, all the three songs up until now, all, of, all the songs are good. What am I saying? Um, yep. There's one song that isn't as good, but I actually cut it out of the movie. Oh, the which Brad. I'll get to at the end. Okay. So, is Brad being a like, "Ooh, I'm a man, I'm going to look after you," or does he have just no idea what's going on? 
I think that he is, uh, he has no idea what's going on. Yeah. He's like, I'll look after you, but please also come with me. But also, I don't he's know like, what I'm doing. Oh, we'll be okay here. And like, is that male vibrato? It's, it's v- faking. Not vibrato. Vibrato. <laughs> we'll be okay here. <laughs> um, it's male bravado. It's male vibrato but in also the song. But also obliviousness. Yeah, oblivion. Ooh. To oblivion. Um, I like the song. With the Frankenstein <laughs> place. You know what my favourite bit is? There's a light. My favourite bit? Riff raffs. Oh, shit, yeah. Dark. That's male vibrato. <laughs> but also just the shot in the movie of his silhouette in the window. or The way they just zoom up. Quasimodo-like. They zoom up it's to him. It's probably like the best then, made shot in the movie. They zoom up to him for that. But then the next time it happens, they zoom up to just... Another tower. Yeah, they just go, and then the end of his verse, they just go over this. Then, yeah. <laughs> um, riffraff. My two favorite characters are actually riffraff and magenta. Right. Um, hello. When he answers the door, you've arrived on a rather special <laughs> night. When he goes, you're wet. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining, <laughs> and then they go in. Uh, and then the time warp. Oh, the time warp happens again. Uh, oh, but for the first time. I'm not sure. It is astounding. It is astounding. Patricia Quinn's entrance of the whole thing before that is great. She's oh. just on the stairs. Why is she just lying on the stair banister? Because she's Patricia Quinn and she's going to make the entrance of... I'm like... <laughs> what if... My question. Yep. What if Brad and Jenna never rocked up? Would she still be on the no, stairs? No, when she knocks, when she's the knock on the door, she's like, "Wait, I've got to get my spot on the stairs." Oh, okay, I've yeah. got to scare the people. So yeah. she did that for every guest that came in. Every guest that came, like whenever we'd be at a family thing when we were kids. Oh, we had to hide, and someone would hide, and we would rather, we would rather, we would hide behind the couch, probably very obviously, <laughs> and even more obviously when it happened at every family function in yeah. about fifteen years. Um, time warp is the one. Song that I'm not sure how it fits in with the story. It's an um, ancient um, transsexual sexual Transylvanian folk dance. Um, wait, it's uh, I don't know, but <laughs> or is it belong to the sonic transducer, which is capable of projecting matter through space and perhaps even time oh, itself? So it's a Ode, the sonic transducer to is the, the time is warp. Is the time warp. Just so because it. they've just gone from space and thing. From space and time to there. They've done the they've, time warp to get to the party. Exactly. There you go. All right. Cracked it. Done. Done. Okay. Moving on. That's all we have to and, say about that one. And the criminologist is in it. Oh, this is my favorite. I actually laughed. Criswell doesn't dance like that. No. Nah, I actually laughed a fair bit this time watching because I don't remember, like obviously in the song, you yep. hear the narrator going, it's just a jump to look. Yeah. One, I think it's a great, like, musically plot device to have the narrator of the movie in the song explaining how to do the dance. Yeah. So it's, it, yeah. it's almost like, as part of him telling us this whole story about what happened in Denton, he feels it's very important to tell us about this transsexual yeah. folk dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. And then I love the fact that he just gets into it 
and then he's on his desk. It's just a jump to the left. Yeah, and he's doing the pelvic thrust and everything. Ah, oh, it's great. Let's have a chat. An open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. No pants, no problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at No Pants Pod. And then we're in the party, which, like I said See, in the preview. Anyone of you guys know how to Madison? <laughs> Not, wait, I'm going to Google that. What is what? Madison? It's a dance from the 20s. I just want to know. How it's it up there with the Charleston and the Cha Cha. See? Oh. What do you guys know how to Madison? That's one of his best lines, along with Janet, when she goes, This isn't the Junior Chamber of Commerce, yeah. Brad. <laughs> my other my other one, when they get to the castle and like looking around, goes, What's all this thing? He goes, Oh, it looks like a hunting lodge for rich, rich weirdos. weirdos. <laughs> Barry Bostwick grew up to be the mayor of New York in uh, Spin City. He did. And that's it. Yep. <laughs> the. It's it, this um, the time warp and the the party in the the hall, the ballroom, yep. as it would be in a rich hunting lodge for weirdos, um, shows the it's all the simple direction of just stage yeah. to quick with no money we're going to make it for the movie yeah because you either see a shot of everyone or a shot of a person. Well, it's an actual building. Yeah, like an actual old drafty, old yeah um, outside London castle. Yeah. Um but it's still like you either see everyone or you see the person. Oh yeah, yeah. In terms of direction. Yeah. There's no fancy shots. But this is when you start to see that like something's a little bit off about everything. Like Columbia is meant to be is the dancer and they give her this whole tap solo, but then she fucks up the ending. Yeah. And she like trips on the carpet. Frank comes in and there's runs in his stockings. Mm, like mm. you think he's this big party rich, yeah. everybody loves him, but there's runs in his stockings and his dancer can't dance. Mm. So there's the little hints of like something's not quite right here. And Sweet Transvestite is a great song and a oh, great, yes. great entrance great, um, by Tim Curry. Yeah. Um, I can only name an, one other Tim Curry movie, two other Tim Curry movies. I can name... Oh. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, and It. It. He plays the TV movie It. Apparently he was in the movie Clue. I haven't seen it. Was he, in the, was he the Grinch? No, that was Jim Carrey. No, I feel like... Anyway, we could have just ruined our IMDb, <laughs> IMDb known for trivia that's coming next week. Um, this is... I, I was thinking when I was watching the, the party scene that uh, one of the things that they say that makes this a cult film yep. a, is that people that didn't have anything to identify with in cinema mm-hmm. got it here. And you can see that in the crowd that is at the party because you've got tall people, you've got the short people, you've got the the fatties, the fat people, the skinny people. There's a few different races in there and there's the different costumes and there's the different, you know, some are over-the-top people. Some seem to be a little bit more introverted. 
And then Colombia's a bit different. Magenta's a bit different. Frank yeah. is very different. Yeah. And they they all... But and then unlike in other movies, the different people in this movie are the normal people, Brad and Janet. Yes. Like in any yeah, other movie, the, outcasts. the fish out of water is... The 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 weirdo the man that just yeah. wants to eat cake and weighs three hundred and fifty pounds yeah or the the woman that's only or the four woman, foot or the woman with her opera glasses that's there to watch some creature be made yeah Weird. like they're the normal and accepted people in this movie and the ones that don't fit in are the science guy and his fiance that yeah. are normal people yeah. um, which is very good speaking of Columbia's um, tap dancing yes. Boy, that sound was terrible. It started okay. Like the the thing, and then the tapping, and was just... Yeah. Like, that's her tap. I'm like, mm, I didn't, I didn't mm, nah, I'd be, nah, I don't know. We didn't need that. It was made for about what would be like $50,000 now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I and get made very quickly as well. It's not meant to be a perfect movie, because that's not what it's about. But it, that could have just been like... It didn't need to be amplified tapping, but like and all, but all of the songs are amplified. Yeah, that all of the songs have been turned up, and I don't know if that's a that's been done in the remaster or not, um, because visually it's very good. It's obviously been remastered to be put on the streaming platform or on the DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah, um, because it wouldn't have looked that good in the seventies, or yeah. like the film now wouldn't look that good. Um, so maybe in the Reproduction and remastering, they've tweaked the songs up a bit more. Oh, yeah. Okay. How did you feel about uh, Frank N. Furter's fourth wall breaks? I knew you were going to ask me this question, <laughs> so I wrote them down. You know what? I thought that in this case, it works. I think the camera is like, a guest of the party. Yeah. Or or it's like... it's. Um, we're in doing it. Invest. We're the criminologists. Oh, we're the criminologists. So he's going. How about that? And the criminologist goes. Oh yeah. You look like you're groovy. both. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Awkward face to camera. Mm. Pretty groovy. I think it works. Not. And there was another. There was that, and then just the. How about that one? That works. Yes. And then he throws the drink at the camera too. I don't. I don't really like that one much. Well, the criminologist would definitely not have liked a drink in his face. No. He's like, I'm here doing an investigation, sir. I'm, yeah. Even though you, anyway. Let um, me do some more folk dancing. This isn't the Junior Chamber of Commerce, Brad. <laughs> it's a great line. And then we get up to the lab. And as much as we're saying it's not a great movie, and I've seen it lots of times, it's still very suspenseful going up the ele- elevator to the lab. Yeah. yeah. Like... After Riff Raff drops the whole bottle of champagne <laughs> and then the lift starts going up, even though I know exactly what's at the top of that lift, the combination of music and slow build and the weirdness of Riff Raff and the the well-acted um, anticipation, or should I say anticipation of Patient. Brad and Janet, um, it is very suspenseful getting up that lift into the lab. The bright pink porcelain tiled lab. Yeah. It's great. That has a marriage bed in the back of it. Yes. <laughs> but also, did you know... I don't know 
if you can really notice, unless you've watched it a number of times or seen it on a bigger screen, the statues have lipstick. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very good. Just in case you didn't realise that um, Frankenfurter was into guys, he puts lipstick on his marble statues. That's mine. He's like marking his territory. Yeah. Um, And we don't need to know about the science of anything that happens in the lab. Oh, no, we don't care. We're just like, Riff Raff spins that wheel, and then we put some coloured dye in the box, and then we get a muscle and then, god. And then the tank is permanently stained with the pride flag. <laughs> yes. And then we get the uh, muscle guy. You know how um, he's changing his knobs? Yes. Twiddling or... the knobs to make yeah. his man. Yeah, he's going... Change colour, colour. Apparently, because that looks really frantic, because um, the directing was just like... Jim Sharman, is that his name? Jim Sharman, yep. Um, was just like yellow, yellow color at Tim Curry. Oh, so really? He's doing just go pink, orange. <laughs> because blue, he and green, he's yellow. like, oh, I don't know which one. Uh, I don't know which uh, one. Uh, That's interesting. There you go. Works. Yeah, it did. And then, even though Rocky doesn't talk, yeah, he can. He can sing. Uh, yep. And lucky, but, lucky that underneath, um, before he made his man. Yes. Um, that he put a gold little pair of hot pants and some <laughs> boots so yep. he could be wearing them. Um, it's an Aussie singer. That ain't no crime. Did you know an Aussie singer voiced for oh. voiced Rocky for Peter Hinwood? Trevor White, his name is. Um, Not my favourite song. Jim Sharman is an Aussie. Correct. And he got Little Nell, who plays Columbia, mm-hmm. uh, in as an Aussie. And obviously he got Trevor White. In as well. Do you know what Peter Hinwood does now? Um, is he a real estate agent? No, he's an antiques dealer in London. Oh, is he on Bargain Hunt? But lives most of his time in uh, Spain. Oh. Yeah. From Rocky Horror Money? or Yeah, no, from Antiques Money. From Antiques Roadshow. Because monies. he did uh, Rocky and then he did another couple of movies and then realised he couldn't act. I, so quit acting. I, <laughs> Um, Peter Hinwood, if you're listening, I could have told you that yeah. from my first very, watch of very Rocky Very self-aware. Um, and yeah, so now he's an antiques dealer in London. But also, he's not there for his acting. He's Rocky not in Rocky Horror. Horror for his acting. No. Sha-la-la-la, that ain't no crap. Sha-la-la-la, that ain't no The Sword crap. of Damocles. It's not the best song, but it's a bit of fun. It's all right. And it shows that from the start, Frank is having trouble controlling his creation. Yes. Just like Frankenstein has trouble controlling the monster. What even is the Sword of Damocles? I'll look that up later. You'll look that up. And then that song ends with Meatloaf's entrance. No. Very, very young looking in. No, he does the making. Oh, he does the making. That song ends yeah. with Meatloaf's entrance. Did you know Meatloaf didn't ride the motorbike? I can, I can believe that. A stuntman did it. And yep. then for the close-up shots, they put... The like the little windscreen of the motorbike and the handlebars yep. on the front of a wheelchair. Oh, that meatloaf could get around in, oh. but that backfired because he ended up crashing the wheelchair. <laughs> ah, I was thinking like that is dangerous stunt, like going up the ramp and onto that like all around the yeah, observatory. Bal- observatory. I was going to say yeah. balcony again. Um, the lanai of the lab. Yeah, the lanai <laughs> of the lab. Um. 
Yeah, I was like, oh, meatloaf's... No, I'm like, that's not meatloaf. But meatloaf is also... Like, he could have done that because he's nothing. Like, yeah. they didn't need yeah. to protect him. Yeah, no. he didn't even have bad out of hell by then. Um, he also didn't really play the saxophone. No, I like... I knew that. Um, so, did, one did, of my favourite things about Meatloaf's story for a tangent is there's the classic album series, which was on VH1 in the States... Yeah. where they go through classic albums and they go through with the writer, the producer and the artist mm-hmm. and go through and then they, you know, will break apart and go through the mix and go, this is how we made this happen. And if you, you can isolate the harmony of this and the guitar line of this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so Jim Steinman is at the piano the whole time talking about how we wrote the songs and the producers going through and going, we added this and we did this to the saxophone. Then the only thing I remember Meatloaf saying is at the end of Bad Out of Hell... He goes, oh, I've just sung all this. And then he's like, and then at the end of it all, I think I sing three high C's in a row. And then he just, t- like at the mixing desk, turns off the whole band. And you just hear him go, like a bat out of hell. And, yeah. then, and then he just he goes, he goes, one. And then there's silence because he's turned the whole band off the mix. <laughs> and you hear the other one, like a bat out of hell. Two. And then there's silence again. And then it sings again. He goes, three. And he goes, three high C's. And that's the end of Meatloaf talking about Bad Out of Hell. Oh, he contributed. Yep. He contributed. He's bloody Meatloaf. Um, do you want to continue talking about the, how bad the sound is because not much of the dancing is in time? You know what? I was thinking that, but then I'm like, I also kind of like that it's not. Because it's then it's not like... Choreographed. You think it's just a party? It's just a party. Just if you look at with party. if you look at any <laughs> wedding, <laughs> even if it is the move is just picking up one leg and shaking it from my knee, stepping forward and stepping back. No <laughs> But if you think about any wedding you've been to where they play the time warp, there are people that dance out of time. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It's not us, but there are people no. that do that. Um. <laughs> I wanted to say one thing about the writing of it. I've, I've said that you can tell it's written by an Englishman because not everything is explained. And we talked a bit when we talked about Rear Window about the clunky exposition and explanation yeah. that yeah. Hitchcock doesn't put in. He does it by directing things. English people, when they write things, do it by just putting lines in. Like we're oh, never yeah, yeah. told that Eddie was a previous experiment. No, but he's got a scar on he's his head. He's got forehead. a scar on his head and Frank says, one from the vaults. Yeah. And we as an audience put those things together. <laughs> and was like, oh, he's a previous experiment, a failed experiment, and then Rocky is the successful one. Which yeah. is clever. And even though Janet doesn't like men with too many muscles, it only takes one song and a reprise. I'm a yeah. <laughs> before she's in love with Rocky. I think it was actually um, the singing. Oh, then she's yeah. in love with Trevor White. Yeah. Not the antiques dealer. She loves a song, romantic song. Um, I think can I, I Can Make You a Man, not a strong song either. You know what I noticed about this? It's taken me a few listens of I Can Make You a Man to realise... The double meaning. Which, well, kind of which meaning is the stronger meaning. Is like... I think it's making a man, not make you a man. Yeah, but for a long time I think you think it's I can make a man out of you, but it's like why would you bother going to the gym when I can just make this for you? 
Yes. Like, don't bother trying to Im- make yourself better to impress people. I'll a just make you a hot groin. I'll just make you a hot groin and a bicep. Jeez. Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. If you'd like to support us further, head over to patreon.com slash two drink cinema. As a patron, you gain access to exclusive bonus episodes and can contribute to the making of Two Drink Cinema. The support of our patrons can help us go from a D-grade flop to a box office blockbuster. Patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema. Cheers. And then everyone gets horny. Yeah, Once everyone gets around, horny at the everyone same time. Everyone gets horny and everyone is pansexual. What happened to the guests? They time warped out of there. They just got their motorbikes and went. Yeah. But when did they go? Oh, after... So they were just there... No, that makes sense. They were just there to see the thing. For see the Rocky. unwrapping. Yeah. Um, and then they went. Whereas the others had to stay because they, yep, cool. their car was broken down. They didn't have a motorbike or a time warp to get them out of there. I just asked you to use your phone, goddammit. Um, yes, so it starts very tasteful in a silhouette between Frank and Janet. Yes. In, in the four-poster bed. Tasteful, ev- that's what they were going for. And eventually we do get consent. Yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> yeah. very sure to get consent. Um, and then one of the best lines, it's a little bit gross. Well, it's not gross. It's a bit sexual. Oh, the whole I was movie saving sexual. myself. I was, and then he goes, well, I'm sure you're not spent yet. <laughs> <laughs> there was, oh, yeah. It's um, wowzers. Yeah. You can see why um, this. not a lot of people wouldn't watch this in the 70s. Yeah, and then Riff Raff and Magenta are very jealous of Rocky, which is why he pokes the hot candles at him. That, yeah, I forget that bit. Yeah, it's very nasty. Master, Rocky has escaped. Yeah, because you were an asshole to That's, him. Okay. That's not a bad impression. That's Our impressions this Top episode three. have been good. Top two. I've done a couple of good Janet impersonations. That's Top two, right under Carol Channing. Um... <laughs> You know, all was, of your impressions. I, I was listening because I was listening back to a couple of our episodes. All of your impressions sound like someone doing impression of someone. Oh, so that and was it like, started from like when you were doing Woody Allen doing impersonation of Doc so Brown. So it's got to be done with your kids. <laughs> and then like that wasn't even Woody Allen. No, that was something else entirely. I don't know what that was. That was Yogi Bear doing Doc Brown. That was Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear was from Queens doing an impersonation of Doc Brown. Um, So then uh, Rocky gets loose, but then uh, Brad finally gives consent to Frankenfurter. Yes. (laughs) And then they have a little bit of... And you know they do because Because Frank's smoking smoking a cigarette, Um, which is what you did in the 70s. Yep. And there's just like all of the sex... In the movie is in the middle third. And I'm pretty sure Columbia and Magenta have sex with each other. Columbia and Magenta have sex and then Riff Raff and Magenta have sex. Um, Janet has sex with Frank and then Frank has sex with Brad and then Janet has sex with Rocky after Frank's had sex with Rocky on the wedding night. Yeah. So like in a space of like probably an hour in their house and or nobody, half an hour in the film, mm, everybody has sex. And nobody touched Dr. Scott. I wasn't there yet. Dr. Von Scott. 
Um, because everybody in that, once you enter that castle, you become a pansexual. Yeah. It's the and pheromones. just can just go with whatever's going on at the time, which is a good party, I reckon. Ooh. Oh. It's ahead of its time. Yeah, very ahead Well, of that's its time. very just hangover from the 60s. Key party, you know, bowl and the keys in the bowl. Oh, keys in the bowl bit party. Bit of party. Bit of free love. Maybe it was that castle was a commune. Bit of touch, 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 touch me. Bit of touch, 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 touch my keys in the bowl. Um, I want to be daddy. Yeah. So once Janet has had a little bit of absolute pleasure, she can't stop and go straight for Rocky. Yeah, she goes from eager little, no, it's like nervous little version to massive slut. Yeah, and just roots two blokes in about 25 minutes. And You mean she? Uh-huh. Yes. Um, <laughs> my least, I think my least favourite line in a song. Mm. Is in touch, 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 touch me. Yes. <laughs> or is it because it just reminds you of Glee. Leah Michelle singing it in Glee? No, it wasn't even Leah Michelle. Oh. It was the teacher. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, oh, and two of the people who were over the top of her at the end of the song were students. Were, were students. Yeah. Yeah. Both of which are dead now, I think. We're not oh. uh, we're not gonna talk about Actually Glee. three of them or four of them were students. We're not gonna it's Oh, because so it was bad. Because Brittany was Finn, in there. And Finn was in there. Brittany, Sam. Sam was in there. And And Mr. Schuster was in there. Mr. Schuster was in there, but wasn't also um would have what's her face, Mercedes, the played. No, the Frank dead one. Mark Park. No, her the dead one. Oh Naya the Rivera. Drown in the lake one. Santana. Santana. I don't know if she was. She would have been. Anyway, was, I'm not watching it again. It's so, so problematic. It's so problematic. Glee, full stop, yeah. problematic. Yeah. The Rocky Horror episode of Glee. Yeah. Very problematic. Um, But, okay. So but your least favorite line, line has nothing to do with Glee. But it also in Glee is changed because it's bad and not PG at all. And then it makes it worse. I thought there's no use getting yeah, into heavy, heavy petting. petting. It only leads to trouble, trouble and seat and wetting. And seat wetting. <laughs> Bad fretting is also then, not a good line. That's the Glee version. And if you're in the... Yeah, it only leads to trouble and bad, bad fretting. fretting. How bad is that? Yeah. Um, in the When she says, and seat wetting, if yeah. you're in your midnight show, you're meant to you stand your up. your water pistol no, on your you seat? stand up. You look at your seat and you go, oh, shit, my seat's wet. And then you sit... And then somebody answers you, sit down and enjoy it. Oh, I'm not oh. going to go any further. Okay, you should have pre-read a lot of this. <laughs> I, but do you know, this is like the whole script. This is like, because there's I got a list of the props that you take and what yeah, you do with yeah. them. But then there's also the interaction with yelling at the screen and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, <laughs> there are some words that I'm not going to... Always when I think petting, we don't talk about petting in Australia as that. No, it's what you do with as your dog. sexual. Ooh. But at the Werribee Outdoor Pool, oh no, they had like a poster of this is how you meant to behave at the pool, and it was like no running, no bombing, and no petting of like oh. couples. Oh, it was weird. It anyway. only leads to trouble. Um, and then uh, Doctor Scott comes, and that's when Riff Rap gives up the whole thing. He goes, "You know this Earthling." Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean. Hume, stranger, Doctor, stranger person, <laughs> and then there's a Zen room because, of course, there is because there's drugs here. Yeah. 
Uh, I and do then, like, I thought that was funny. I think he's in the Zen, the zen room. room. What the fuck? <laughs> that me. Okay, this is this is bad. The magnet with the wheelchair. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I get that it's low budget, but why does the magnet take you through the whole house? Ah, for lols. For lols. Yeah. And then it's funny because it goes into like Columbia and Magenta's room, and they're just yeah. like. Yeah, they're, in, that's they're normal. having their cigarette. Oh, okay. Post coital. Post coital. Post post. Post coital. Post coital. And then Janet. Brad. Doctor Scott. Doctor Scott. Janet, Brad. Doctor Scott. Rocker. <laughs> and then that was a good one. Thank you. <laughs> and then uh, impersonation of Rocky's easy. Ugh. He doesn't say anything, <laughs> which makes that whole scene funnier. Um, do you know when um, Dr. Scott makes his entrance? Through, mm-hmm. So he comes in and goes through the wall. Yes. <laughs> um, the set makers yep. forgot that he was um, going through that way. So they like plastered a wall. So he went through. that. Was, he wasn't meant to go like through that wall. It was meant to be an open space or something. There was meant to be a door there. Yeah. But he just threw the wall. Oh. Did he get a stuntman like Meatloaf? I don't think so. Well, he can't feel his legs anyway. So and then, fine. oh, true. Then Magenta comes in with the gong. Dinner, Dinner is prepared. prepared. <laughs> she's my favorite. She's my favorite character. She, I just like, no fucks given. Yeah. Like, does no. not care what is going on. Nope. With this whole um, sex pentagon. I was going to say triangle, the, but there's definitely two more points. In this from song. the um. From the sex part onwards, once everyone's had a root, from then onwards, it just becomes absurd jokes, which is another way you can tell it's written by an Englishman. Mm. Because none of these jokes are funny, but don't make sense. That there's a Zen room. That doesn't make sense, but it's funny. The Janet, Brad, Rocky, Dr. Scott, doesn't, it's not like it's funny. It doesn't make any sense. And then the rest of it doesn't make sense. Why is there there a floor show? Why are they having a big yeah. elaborate dinner? Yeah. Like, well, I think it's like after Frank realizes that Rocky slept with Janet and probably maybe prefers the company of women. Yes. Um, he goes, well, shit's fucked now. All bets are off. Yeah, so that's I'm just going to do just, what the fuck I want. So that's, was he always planning on eating Eddie for dinner? Once he killed him, I think he was. Now, I think Frankenfurter was always on the edge. Like, he's a mad scientist. Yeah. But then once the man that he made purely for his own sexual pleasure roots other people. Oh, yes. He's like, well, fuck this then. Who cares? I'm, he absolutely loses his mind. Yeah. He serves up Dr. Von Scott's nephew and Columbia's ex-boyfriend yeah. for dinner. Should it be red meat? Well, no, human meat is white meat. Is it? It's like... The other other white meat. Did you learn that in your half science degree? Um, sure, let's go with that. <laughs> or did you learn it in Austin? <laughs> did you learn it in Austin Powers when Fat Bastard says, "Baby, the other other the white other, meat." The other other white meat. <laughs> that was bad. I'll get that better. I'll get that. I'll work on that. Yeah, work on that for when we do um, gold member. No, because it's like pork. I always think of it as white meat because when you do science experiments and stuff, they say that. Like pig flesh and pig meat, this is getting gruesome, is yeah. the most closely acting like human flesh. 
Okay. All right. So we're white meat. Well, that's what I thought. But don't we have red muscles? Well, I don't know. In the Life Ed van, that woman that was half skin, half muscle, half skeleton, that's three halves, the muscles were red. Um, You know what? But you're not eating your muscles. They're cooked. You're eating your meat. But the muscles are your meat. What do you think meat is if it's not oh muscles? God, I, wait. I'm... Okay. Ma- Where's meat Harold is the muscles. giraffe? Yeah, okay. Yeah, but, no, but when you cook it, like, it becomes a different pork colour. Is, pork is pink, true. Before it's cooked, pork is pink, and then it becomes white. Well, it should, anyway. It should. If you're eating pink pork, listeners, don't. You'll give yourself food poisoning Get like my husband just Get a bit of pork on your fork. Get a bit of Eddie in your belly. Ooh, there you go. I knew he was in with a bad crowd, but it was worse than I imagined. Aliens. Dr. Scott. Would you rather your nephew go around with drug-dealing drunk motorcyclists or aliens? Um, it depends if the aliens are planning on eating him. True. Well, I suppose if the aliens was planning on harvesting half his brain and planting it in a muscle man, um, I think I'd rather drug dealers. Also, it's the strongest German accent that I've ever heard in a movie um, up until Inglorious Bastards. Mm. But when he goes, Dr. Von Scott, <gasps> he's oh, German. He's German? But also, I thought this whole time he was Austrian. But were Germans bad in the 70s? Well, maybe there was still a bit of, you know, Like that was Nazi 30 years hangover. ago. Yeah, but he old. So he would have been like 30. Oh, so do they think because you're old... He defected a Nazi. Maybe. He's in hiding. And now there's this like blonde, blue-eyed muscle man that then he just randomly comes come to recruit him. Maybe Dr. Von Scott knows about um, Frank's work on making humans because he did some experiments in the camp. That's too dark oh, wow. for our funny movie podcast. Let's, let's save that for when we yeah. discuss Schindler's <laughs> List. They only say fuck once in the movie. A mental mind fuck can be nice. Yep. Um, yeah, which is a bit like, oh, we said fuck. Yeah. Even, even though, though he, of all the shit that's gone on. Even the though forum. there's actually been like seven fucks in the <laughs> movies up until that point. That's the only time he says yeah. it. Um, and then we're an hour into the movie before we realise that Riff Raff and Magenta are siblings. Yeah, because of the sexual tension. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, brother, sister, oh, oh. And then, um, and what of the floor show? <laughs> we oh, before to, that. When they turns him into stone, they go in the thing, and then somehow all of a sudden he has a device that can magically have yes. people stuck to the ground, but only certain people. Well, it's directed, obviously. My feet, I can move my feet. My wheels. My I God, I can move my wheels. <laughs> <laughs> it's as if we're glued to the spot. You are. That. Line, it's as if we're glued to the spot, always sticks in my memory because I had the CD, right? Yeah. Of the 25th anniversary soundtrack edition of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And in it, remember, young listeners won't, remember it used to have a little booklet in the front with the lyrics of the CD. Yeah. And in there was a typo and it said, it's as if we're. For the line, it's as if we're glued to the spot. It said, it's as if we're ghouled to the spot. G-U-L-E-D to the spot. As if we're ghouled to the spot. Yep. So quick with fear, you tiny fools. Uh, And then the floor show. 
in an empty house in the middle of the night. I, I don't get the floor show. I think it's just Frank being like, fuck this shit, I'm going for it. Yeah, Rose to my world. Now I'm just yeah. going to turn them all into stone and make them all have an orgy. Yeah. And as the criminologist says, little morals and some persuasion. Which is how I feel like a lot of people in the 70s would have talked about the gays. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, no one would have said, oh, he might be... Uh, he might be of another persuasion. Oh, these perversions. Yeah. Little morals. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, Frank. Frank's just lost his mind by this point. You know, I'm going to make you all do whatever I want you to. And he they're turns all... them into stone. Then he unturns them into stone. That's but not good also um, changes their costumes. They're yeah. dressed, yeah. but then their stone is naked. Yeah. But then their unstonedness at the end is dressed like him. Yes. Which is very clever science. Just puppet. They're just puppets in his world now. Yes. And then they do have a pool orgy. And as much as we don't agree with a lot of the morals of Frank's science. He does somehow, through the power of science, alienness and song, give Dr. Von Scott the use of his legs again. Yeah, like it's so a miracle worker. There's something to be said for all of that, despite all of the rest of whatever he's done. Yeah. Uh, Rose Tint My World is a good song. I quite Brad's like it. verse in this is very good and he sings it very well. Barry Bostwick can sing. Yeah, that's why he's in this musical. Well, Rocky's in it as well. So. Yeah. It's a good thing, you know, to show if shit's fucked. Like, they're all the new, they are, their eyes have been opened to this new sexual world. The, sec- the absolute pleasure. Yeah, so then Riff Raff and Magenta come in um, and they're all like, nah, enough. This is bullshit. We're going home. Then he does his song. Yeah. And even though Rocky literally can't speak, he knows how to work a lighting board. Yeah, with no training. Like, I've been shown how to work a lighting board and I still don't know how to do it. Yeah. But Rocky can just go ding, 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 blue, spotlight, smoke machine, go. Yeah. Knows it. Um, Whatever happened to fair rare? Quote, this is when you yell out, she went apeshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. As a clone to a share. And then Patricia Quinn has another one of my favourite moments as Frank starts to sing Going Home. She just has this yawn. It's like, like, oh my God, I've travelled across space and even time itself with this guy. I've had enough. Yeah. Just zap him already, Riff Raff, my brother. Magenta yawns. No, because it goes, uh, in this thing goes, magenta yawns. You're meant to yell at bitch at the screen. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Ah. Um, and then that song ends, the going home song ends with the fanciest shot of the whole movie when he's standing in front of the spotlight in silhouette. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the fanciest shot of the whole movie. And then crowd. The crowd appears. Yeah. They've time warped back in into those clap. beach chairs. 
Yeah, I didn't quite get that. Yeah, well, you just do whatever you want, really, when you're that mental. Um, And yeah, it just keeps going. And like I said, it's absurd English 70s humour. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, following on from the Monty Pythons and the the Goon Show before that, continuing all of that tradition. 75 is the same year that Monty Python and the Holy Grail came out. Yeah, that's it's just, absurd on a yeah, whole other level. It's a whole different absurd. And I think that's another reason, as well as the sexualness, yeah, that it didn't go well in the States. Well, because it's like they, they wouldn't just wouldn't have got get it. it. No. Because it's not meant to be a mainstream movie. No, if they they didn't. Richard O'Brien, Jim Sharman didn't make it thinking they could make a lot of money. No, well, Richard O'Brien literally wrote it because he was bored. Yeah, exactly. And then Jim Sharman liked it, so yeah. they put it on in a tiny theatre off off the West End. Yeah, and then everything's explained away. It's not even a dirty movie because transsexuals are planet. Yeah, it's not even a sexual thing. No, all the sex was, but the transsexual transvestite wasn't. Doing a lot of sex is dirty, but being a transsexual isn't. No, it's just like being a monarchoan, <laughs> as we talked about last week. A monarchoan. We we are going back to the planet of tra- transsexual in the galaxy, galaxy of Transylvania. Transylvania. The fact that Frank's a transvestite is a personal choice. That has nothing to yeah, do yeah. with that. That is not to do where you came from. No, that's just a personal choice, which is fine. Yeah course anybody from any planet and any galaxy can be a transsexual if they want to transvestite. And, and a transvestite they can be any of those things the wording if they made it if they if they remade <laughs> this today it would be a um pc nightmare oh yeah it would you like, couldn't do it sweet trans no 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 you've said trans you've said trans three times in one sentence um no. transsexual no 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 you can't call them no <laughs> shit <laughs> Can I say fuck? Yes, you can. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. You can actually say fuck more than once in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> this whole time, the castle was a spaceship. Yeah. And that's the... Did you see the outline of the castle still there when the spaceship lifted yeah. up? <laughs> the the um The bad smoke effects weren't that good to cover the whole thing. No. You know what I noticed though? Because, like, Riff Raff goes, go away, humans. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he doesn't wait. No. So they He's... take, like, one step out the door. Go. go. Now. Um, but to the extent that Brad and Janet carry Dr. Scott <laughs> out. Um, but then when they think and they're all on the ground, bleh, there's also then... Um, the wheelchair. The wheelchair. <laughs> I was like, well, what's going on here? The wheelchair got... Thrown out. Yeah, riff riff like, I don't like, want this. I don't need this. Um, and that's when the song that got taken out of the film got taken out from. When yes. the castle and they're lying there. It's a f- song called Superheroes. Superheroes. Yes. It's, it's actually another song that it's was on the in soundtrack. the stage show. I went and saw the stage, the stage show. Yes. The Rocky Horror um, Show. The Rocky Horror Show. Um, Look I, at you going to the theatre. To the theatre. I went with my auntie. Um, shout out, Auntie Jenny. It must have been for my 21st birthday. Jeez, that long yeah, ago. Yeah. Wasn't, um, wasn't Craig McLaughlin, was it? No, it wasn't. It was okay. much better. Good. <laughs> it was a drag queen called Iota, who was clearly like, drag career is being Tim Curry. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, because it was almost like a mirror. It's like a copy of exactly yeah. How yeah. anything. But I think that's just every time somebody does Frankenstein, well, yeah. they do it's it. A, it's also so iconic. Yeah. Like if you couldn't really play Riff Raff another way. No, you couldn't really play any of them another no. way. Um, the we got the Brad and Janet special because it was a two for one, like it was a two person special. Oh it yeah, came with like a program and a signature cocktail. Oh, I can't remember what it was made, and I wish I did because who signed the cocktail? Uh, <laughs> ah, that's terrible. Um, I didn't even script that. <laughs> there is another song. Um, Brad has a song on his own. Oh yeah, uh, I think it's after. He finds out that Janet slept with Rocky or Frank or both. I think that's right because I had some memory and I didn't look it up of when Janet is walking around the house and being like, oh, I've just been not quite non-consensually sexed by Frank. Yeah. And oh, but this, oh, but this. Those scenes, if you just watch the movie, seem really oddly cut. Yeah, I think they're meant to be cut into that song that Brad sings. Yes. So Brad is singing, and then Janet's little scenes of "Oh my God, I'm losing my mind" because now I'm a horny slut is cut into Brad's like "Oh my God, my fiance who I only groped once in the car, yeah, just got sexed by Frank, and sexed. I sexed Frank, sexed, and why are you saying sexed? Well, because I don't want to say." The almost non-consensual word. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it's borderline. You can't just say had sex with. Well, it's quicker, but now you've added 20 seconds of me explaining why <laughs> you used sexed instead of had sex with. Because sex to me sounds like sexted. Anyway. We're also international, so I don't want to keep saying rooted. Oh, right. Yeah? Stupt. Stupt. Um, Did the deed with. Yeah, so there is another song. but And I that think... song was... Yeah, no, that makes sense. ...filmed... And meant to be cut in there, but they didn't end up doing it. I think it doesn't need to be in there. I don't know, because I've never seen it. It would have just been like, he's the only character that doesn't have a solo song, really. True. Main character. Frankenfurter gets eight, but like... He's Frankenfurter, though. Um, And then uh, the castle flies away. Yeah, done. End of scene. And then we don't know what happens. And then... The criminologist has the outro. This could happen to you, but it also didn't happen. No, that's wrong. So the criminologist knows what happens. Yeah. But, well, they've gone now. They've time warped away. I can't do anything about it. What can you do about it? Just warn people that things like this could happen to you in the future. Yeah. And then he goes, lost in time and in space and in meaning. Meaning. And then just the globe is lit up. Yeah. And then... Science fiction. And then Disney Plus suggested I watch Moulin Rouge. (laughs) Yes, it did. (laughs) Oh, wow. Talk about promiscuity. Yeah. There's... Um, It's a great movie. It is very good As much as we've gone through and picked the things in the movie that weren't great... No, but it's... It's a great, fun watch. There's lots of sexy time in it. There's lots of very good songs Mm -hmm. and very good performances. As we said in the preview, it's overacted. It's it's not badly acted, it's overacted, as it's meant to be to be a tribute to these B-grade 
horror films of the 50s and 60s. So it's very well done. Mm. Um, Did you know, mm. interestingly, mm. that Mick Jagger wanted oh, really? to play Frankenfeder? That would have been very interesting. That would have been awful. Um, and Pr- Vincent Price was offered the criminologist one. I feel like that would have been more. I think it would have been too much. I think it would have made it too too horror-y. Yeah. But it's not really a horror movie. No. Which is weird that it's Rocky Horror because his name's Rocky his Horror. His name's Rocky yeah. Horror. Um, and on the stage show, the very start of the stage show, Tim Curry initially um, had Frankenfurter with a German accent. Oh, really? Yeah. And then he decided... Oh, maybe that was the connection between Frank and Furda and Dr. Von Scott. Oh, They yeah. both did experiments in the camps. Mm. Mm. Could you imagine him with a German accent, though? No. Like, but, yeah, I know I did How did do That's Swedish. <laughs> How did do you do it? my sacral handyman. Hurdy gurdy boo. And... It's a different kind of Swedish chef. Yes, because I did... Uh, read that after going through it a couple of times, Tim Curry decided that he should be a queen, which yeah. is why he's got that Windsor accent. Yes, of how do you do, I? Um, and you know, little broad there's dome. A lot, there's a Derek, dome. When you knock, um, I'll get you a satanic mechanic. Um, I think that's my favourite line. Um. The so the set the house the yes. castle was this old rundown castle yep. that had no electricity apparently really? like no lighting no heating oh wow and it was really drafty and because they filmed it in winter oh and it was all wet all the time that Barry Bostwick yep. said he was wet the whole movie and not oh, in a good way not seat wetting no not seat wetting not from heavy petting <laughs> no there were no heavy petting. <laughs> Um, Maybe that's point, what Riff Raff was referring to. <laughs> You're wet. You're wet. <laughs> um, they weren't rolling yet. Um, after the pool scene, yeah. Susan Sarandon got pneumonia. <gasps> My goodness. Don't know why that's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so she really got pneumonia. Oh, dear. And, um, Rich O'Brien, in an interview apparently, was just like, she should go to see a doctor, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. She was like, nah, I'm going to keep going. What commitment, Susan. Oh, that's why 20 years later she won an Oscar for being a nun. Oh, how times have changed. What nun? In Dead Man Walking. Oh, I don't know that one. Um, it is a good movie. It's so we're going to watch Moulin Rouge next? Yeah. <laughs> just be, we're just going to do when we watch a movie. Whatever, whatever, whatever streaming, streaming thing suggests. Yep. So we could have watched both versions of Parent Trap by now. <laughs> we could have. Could have also watched... Love Simon. Every episode at the end of every series of Love Victor on Disney Plus Star, well, it suggests to watch Love Simon. But I said the other day, like, if you're watching Love Victor, you've probably you've already probably seen Love, Love Simon. Simon. Yeah. Anyway, um, we are done with Rocky Horror. Yes. For this week, for our next episode, we're a little bit up in the air. Yes. So, uh, at the start of the month, we talked about uh, going to see Respect uh, live in the cinema, but we are in lockdown. So, 
just stay tuned. You will have already subscribed to our channel yep. and stay tuned on our socials to know what's coming next yes. for we, uh, this. We might have to come up with a plan B Yep. and yep. Um, watch Respect at a later date. But we definitely will. Mm-hmm. Um, we might watch Jurassic Hunt. I don't think we will. <laughs> <laughs> because we then we have to go. Well, we can't go out and buy the DVD straight to DVD, or rent it on five dollars digital. I'm not paying money for that. <laughs> Boot up the old LimeWire, see what we can find. <laughs> get the Dest- torrent. Get the torrent. <laughs> destroy both of our computers with viruses. The, if anybody has the torrent for um, Jurassic Home. <laughs> uh, thank you to listening for. Thank you for listening. Thank you to listening. Oh dear. Thank you for listening. To another <laughs> two drink cinema. Uh, I've been Lee. I have been Frankenfurter. You've been everyone with the impersonations. I didn't do Columbia. Well, I'm there you go. And um, I even did the guest at the wedding. And the photographer. <laughs> um, who then also sounded strangely like Riff Raff later on. Um, anyway, we don't have time. No. Thank you for listening to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. I've been Lee. He's been Brett. This Thursday, we have our first of our new little mini trivia episodes coming out. So make sure you are ready for that one on Thursday. And then we will be back next Tuesday with another movie episode, Lockdown Dependent. Jeez. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Odd Socks Entertainment. For more of Odd Socks Entertainment's work, including the show notes for this episode, follow the link in this episode description. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening. Happy watching and drink responsibly. Cheese.